Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're not sure what to do about your podcast? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all of that. In this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs just like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Today's guest definitely has a passion in working with small businesses, and not only that, but the man loves baseball. He is the founder of 38 Digital Market, which is a professional digital marketing agency located in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. They're focused to utilize internet technology and to create new opportunities for their clients, ranging from small business owners to large industrial corporations. He has started the popular Running the Basis with Small Business podcast, and I told you that he was in the baseball, to give local entrepreneurs and business builders, small business owners, all a voice to share their story with the world. Please help me in welcoming to the show the host of the Running the Basis with Small Business, Randy Road. Randy, how are you? Hey. Cliff, I am good. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I'm I'm excited to be on it. I'm excited to have you on the show. And also, I am a baseball fan. So we will try our best to keep as many baseball puns in this episode as possible. Now, I'm a Cubs fan, so I don't know. I know you're, you, you lived in uh, Los Angeles for a while. Are you a Dodgers fan? I like the Dodgers, too, so... No, actually, I'm Detroit Tigers through and through, and oh. I'm going to make my I'm going to make my prediction public right now, based right. on how they played this last year. I think the Tigers are actually going to be in the pennant race. I don't think they're going to take the World Series, but I think that they've finally got a good combination of management and players, and they are just they're playing extremely well. Very, very happy compared to years in the past where they've seemed to be struggling in the basement they, yeah they did really well this last year very happy with that so all uh, right, all right. Yeah. well i'll hold you to it i'll check back with you in september we'll see what's going on yeah i'll have to i'll have to shoot you a note every time the tigers win be like man i could smell a pennant <laughs> nice. excellent so i know i gave a, a little bit of an introduction for your business there in the intro but tell us more about what your business entails yeah, yeah. 38 Digital Market. We are a full service digital marketing agency meeting. When, so when I say full service, we do silos of services depending upon the needs of the client. But we do web design, web management, web hosting. We do content creation, which is a lot of, of what we do as well. So if you need articles or video, we can create all of that content. And we also do really quite a large amount of press release business where we syndicate to all of the big national and international news agencies or partners. So AP News, Yahoo, uh, MarketWatch, all of those kinds of places, Forbes. And uh, we have our own newsroom and we uh, publish directly to those folks. And then we do search engine optimization or SEO. And I always just like to tell people is if you want to get found on the internet, that's what we do. We help you get found on the internet. So I, I do want to circle back. I know we're going to be talking a lot about podcasting in this show, but you brought up something here 
that I found to be interesting. Are press releases still a thing? Oh, yeah. And especially for from an SEO standpoint, from a search engine optimization, if somebody were to go and search for a business name, how wonderful it is from a brand authority, from a trust factor that on that first page, you would see a press release, a, a story, an article from the Associated Press that's about your business or about that business that somebody is searching for. So it's all about building brand authority and telling a story. And as well, from an SEO standpoint, you get incredible backlink juice back to the website. What, however, we're linking that through that press release back to the website. So yeah, very effective from uh, brand authority and search engine optimization. When did you found your business? Well, I've been doing SEO work since really about 2008, and I was doing it for another company uh, that I owned and needed to do a website and get found on the internet. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to try this. It, I found it kind of interesting. And then in 2012, I sold that company and was doing some kind of some side work for a couple of friends that were in the same industry as I was. They asked me if I would do it for them. And so I just continued even after I sold that that business. It was in the education space. And, and then in 2015, I decided to do it full time. And I think we actually opened the agency in 2016. And I've been going strong ever since. Nice. And what made you decide to get into podcasting? That's actually is an interesting story. It's always been on the back of my mind or had been for several years to do a podcast and never, I don't know, it just never seemed like the time was there. We was always so busy doing other kind of components with the business and growing, doing client work. And then when the pandemic hit, I'll never forget that weekend. It was like March 15th, I think it was. And everything began to shut down. And that weekend, half of our client base said, hey, we need to pause on our services. I'm like, huh, well, this will be interesting. And so that very next Monday, pulled the team together and we started talking about, all right, well, what are we going to do? We began to put a laundry list of the things projects that we wanted to get to and just never had the time to. And there were a lot of different things, one of which was a podcast. We already had the equipment and the skill set because we do a lot of video production. We thought, all right, well, this will be great. And so our first pass was to go and have our clients um, be guests on the podcast because they're all small business owners. I knew from of what we do from digital marketing that podcast had a tremendous amount of both, again, kind of brand authority, positioning your brand, positioning your business out in the world of the web and, and such. Also, it was a great vehicle so that small businesses could then use that podcast in a lot of different ways from a content standpoint and distribute content, whether it's on their website or in snippets in social media, just to be able to tell their story about their brand. So I knew it was going to have a great value for our clients. I don't know, we put our first show together then 
in uh, April of 2020, and then I've been going strong ever since. I don't. Uh, I'm not even sure how many shows we've got out there at this point. But anyway, we we do a podcast every other week, every other Monday. We just launched uh, a new episode today. As a matter of fact, I love doing the podcast, but and I know that probably doing more frequent would be better, but it's a side project for us and not our mainstay. So <laughs> I can't, you know, there, as you well know, Cliff, there's a lot of energy and time that goes into, you know, producing the podcast and we just, I just, I just can't do more, I guess, at this point. Right. This is something that when I've talked, you want to talk to, to my clients or, or other business owners, and I'm glad that you point this out because the thing is, is that it really is about consistency, right? but it's what's consistent for you. And so you found this rhythm where every other week works for you. So that's what you stick for. You're not having to, to you know beat the drum to somebody else's schedule. It's what works for you, what's convenient for you, because you do have a business to run, right? You've got right. payroll to make, you've got clients to be able to make happy, right? I'm really glad that you pointed that up because you're one of the first entrepreneurs that I've talked to that actually publishes every other week versus trying something crazy like publishing every day, you know? Yeah. I can't even imagine doing every day because the way we approach our show is we're a very conversational, it's similar to what we're doing right now. We're a very conversational show. And so I try to pull some background of the guests and we talk a little bit about their business, but we really try to drive into that entrepreneurial spirit, why they do what they do, what are some of the challenges, how do they overcome the challenges, but to try to make it interesting as well for the listeners, I have somebody on our team that she probably spends like three hours per show just doing research on the guest. What's their background? She'll go and grab a hold of all of their social media, go and see if they've been on other podcasts or other publications out there and just find like crazy bits of news and or anecdotes about them that will might lend well to the show. You got that time, you got time going out to book the guests, you've got time actually doing the recording, and then the other guy on our team that does the editing itself. I I don't know. I think we spend per show, it's somewhere between eight to nine hours of kind of man hours just doing a episode. There's no way we could do what we do the way we do it anyway, doing every day. And I don't know, I've thought about going every week, but uh, that. I don't know what we would do. I'd have to figure that one out. Every other week just works well for us anyway. Right. Well, that's one of the things that I make sure when I tell people about the podcast and the show and stuff, it's not about podcasters. It's entrepreneurs who have a podcast, right? We're not looking at this as being our only source of revenue or income. It's a part of our marketing, right? To get our message out to the world. That's funny. You say about source of revenue. Our podcast, now I've been approached m- many times on for about sponsorships, but I we don't m- make any money <laughs> on our podcast. So it truly is. We do it. it. It was fun. We do it for our clients. So any new client that comes in, we always have them as a guest on our podcast, but we just do it out of fun. And I don't know, I've been approached from different sponsors about doing inserts 
uh, either a pre-roll or in the middle of the show or at right. the end and they want to do live stuff and i'm like i don't i don't i don't know i'm just not that comfortable in thinking that i want to pitch somebody's product and so we don't make any direct revenue off of the podcast however i say all of that in that um We've gotten a number of clients that have come through the podcast because they've heard the podcast or they've been referred to it. They like what, what we do. They hear other guests talk about what we do for them as a digital agency. So that's kind of interesting. Not something that I thought was going to happen, but I'm glad it has. So <laughs> Nice. Well, that still works out really well for you. And, and I know for your podcasting here, when I was doing not three hours worth of research on you, um, <laughs> but doing some research on you is you have more of like a local slant to your podcast. When you say we, you get a new guest and you bring them on there. So that's a very small ecosystem. Why did you decide to niche down like that? We're a digital agency and, and we do have clients around the globe, but I also, I'm also on the board of directors for our chamber of commerce and I like supporting the local small businesses and I just thought it was a nice approach because we have some really interesting people that are doing business in the area. And I thought it was an interesting approach to a podcast as well to, to really focus on the small businesses and as well try to have as many local small business owners as guests. We have a pretty nice local audience because people are always wanting to hear about the local business community right. and, such. and uh and very funny though we also we have a a, a a good following in europe and i think i have no idea so this is all my own fantasy I guess. <laughs> but but i think the europeans are interested in like well how does small town america what kind of business guys are in this town or whatever but i don't know we do have fun on the show and we tell some fun small town stories so i think that's something that a lot of people forget when we talk about defining that ideal customer avatar or who is my ideal listener is a lot of people leave geography off the plate and I think for a lot of people out there, there can be a lot of benefits from Gary Vaynerchuk used this phrase. There's a distinct advantage to be in the quote unquote digital mayor of your specific area. And like you said, by serving on your chamber of commerce, it gives you access to not only a great listing of potential clients, but also too with networking. Because I, I tell people all the time, podcasting is a very powerful tool to build relationships, no matter right. what form that relationship might take. Yeah, yeah, no, completely agree with that. And, and it's been a real kind of experience as I approach people and I ask them, hey, I, um, actually, let me even step back from that. Typically, when I'm talking with somebody, whether like our chamber of commerce, we have 600 members in our chamber. It's not too small. It's a nice gathering of people. We have a lot of different mixers and that go on and generally there'll be 50 to 100 different people there. And so when I start talking with people, having an, an initial conversation with them, and as the conversation goes on, it's always in the back of my mind thinking, I wonder if they'd be a good guest on the podcast. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to understand how comfortable they are at talking and talking about themselves and their business a little bit. And do they have an interesting story? Uh, a couple of months ago or so, 
actually it was earlier in the fall we were at i have two kids in high school and we were at some band competition of some sort and there was a guy in a food truck he was actually it was the only food truck there i thought it was very interesting that this guy was there and kind of entrepreneurial because they had I think there were like five high schools that were there competing or doing this show. And he was the only guy there. I'm like, hey, that was interesting. We just started having a conversation. The guy was actually was quite fascinating. And I just hit him up. I'm like, hey, I have a podcast and focuses on small business. Would you be interested in being on it? And he was like, sure. And then it just... (laughs) Kind of went from there. So I'm always in the back of my mind when I'm talking with small business owners, whether it's at a chamber event or somewhere else, I'm thinking, do you have a good story? And do you like talking about your business and yourself? If you can hit on those cylinders, and I'm more than likely going to reach out, have you on the show. Nice. Love it. And I know that you talked before about how your, your podcasting has actually brought clients to you. So what I want to do is I want to take a step back and ask you when it came to podcasting, when you got your podcast, you're putting together and you're getting it out there. What was one of the biggest struggles that you had to overcome? That's kind of interesting. Probably at the very, very beginning was really what was the process? Because I think our first two or three shows, we were all like so hands-on and when I say hands-on, we, I mean, we were just doing everything all manually. And so we're, I, I think our first piece was, well, how, what components can we automate and how can we do that so that it just goes a little smoother? So I don't have to spend 15 hours an episode. Can we drop that down somehow? And so we began to build in some automation processes, whether it was from emails and follow-up emails to scheduling, to automatically setting up recording links. As soon as we could begin to kick that in, that immediately helped kind of this always like, oh, do we have to follow up? How are we going to do? And then we could just really define more clearly the processes. So inevitably in our first couple of shows, people are like, well, what should I do? How do I do it? And I noticed we were having the same conversation. So we set up a process. Then soon as a guest scheduled with us, we had a calendar link. We use a program called Calendly that then enables us to to automate some sequences. And so almost immediately then we created, I think a three or a four email sequence that talks about how to be a good podcast guest, how to prepare for your podcast, what to expect after your podcast, how can you help promote the podcast? So we created this email sequence. So up to the point when the guest is coming onto the show, they've had a number of uh, touch points with us. They're prepared. They've got a good microphone. They're all set. They're in a quiet space or something, and that works out well. However, I have had guests that even though they've gotten this stuff that they've you know, called me off of their cell phone while they're driving around town. And (laughs) (laughs) well, that's not the best recording environment. So that was a challenge early on. And I think now probably the, what I would say is our biggest challenge is just always booking the guests. And I'm always a little like paranoid, knowing 
and you talked about this before about consistency, knowing that, hey, every two weeks we're dropping a show. And I always am thinking like, I like to have a number of shows, what I'd say in the can, ready, lined up and done. Because I'm always freaking out of like, oh my gosh, we have a show in two weeks, we don't have anything. And I don't want to ever be there. And so I'm always thinking two months down the road, who are we scheduling? Let's get this recorded. That's, and that challenge or concern, because I'm always then continually looking for guests. We haven't done any kind of an outreach from a standpoint of utilizing some services or doing something. So we haven't done it. Really, it's all been kind of word of mouth and people as either people are, have approached us and or we're, as I say, like at a chamber event or I'm out somewhere and I come across somebody or through some of my other networking channels that I approach. And so that's challenge and concern, I, I suppose, is just booking guests and knowing that I've got a show that's coming, that there will be another show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now that that you've made that commitment that every two weeks an episode is going to come out. Yeah. You know, there's some kind of stats. I'm sure you probably know of the number of podcasts that they start out and uh, that fail to do even 10 shows. Yeah, pod um, fade. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's a high percentage and I get it because that's a commitment. And we're coming up on, I don't know, two years will be this April. Now it's like, well, I can't drop it now. We got to we gotta keep going. Well, I think, and also from your standpoint here, and I'm, I'm just observing from the outside, but I would love to get your take on this. You discovered almost by accident what I referred to before with the fact that podcast is just a great way to build relationships right. and it's just become a very like integral part of your marketing, your outreach, as well as when you get a new client and ask them to be you know, on your podcast to interview them, that just goes to like just to further cement that relationship. Especially with a new client, any small business owner, typically a small business owner, loves to talk about their business and promote yes. it and help drive business for themselves. And that's terrific. They love to hear be on the radio or be in a broadcast and hear about their business as well. And so, it, and it's a great Typically, if it's a local business, we come into our office here, we have a little studio set up and we have a fun time doing the recording and we go through it. And it's generally is a good experience, but absolutely galvanizes the relationship with that client. As w- And then they can see, well, I'm getting this backlink from iHeartRadio that's like pushing juice to me. How great is that? Or from yep. Google Podcasts. And I don't know how many times somebody has said, Randy, I was out searching and I was looking for our business name and there was our episode from iHeartRadio was on the first page of the search. I'm like, yeah, how great is that? It's a it's a wonderful thing to be able to do for our new clients, especially because it's such a great, strong branding and positioning for the, a, a business, having them as a podcast guest. Definitely, definitely. We talked a little bit about Podfade. I think the average out there is like 14 episodes before podcast goes into pod fade. And the number, depending on which source you look at, is anywhere between 60 to 80% of podcasts out there are in pod fade. For that entrepreneur who is listening right now to the show, 
they maybe have got a podcast, maybe they're struggling. What would be one key piece of advice that you'd want to give them? You know, I would say, I think you just got to keep plugging on and think about the show that you want to do and want to listen to. And I think sometimes what I've heard others say about podcasting, like I love Tim Ferriss is a great podcaster. I love Tim Ferriss. I love to listen to his shows and his yes. guests. I think is very eclectic mix of guests. But I really love the way that he approaches his show because he really has a genuine curiosity, I think, around his guests and what they do. And that's his thing. But I think anybody that's doing a podcast really has to take a similar approach in that find what it is that you are interested in and like to talk about. Because as you solidify that, then the kind of the lift of doing an episode or producing a podcast is not quite as cumbersome because you genuinely enjoy the process. Like I, like, so for me, I like talking with small business. It's very much of my background. I, I like talking about strategy with business owners and developing strategy. I like talking about business. And then I love baseball. And so I'm like, hey, well, I, I really, we can kind of blend this thing together and I can make it a little interesting. Plus, I have fun doing it. It took a little bit of that burden out of, well, I'm doing this podcast on uh, uh, digital magazines. Well, I have no interest in that subject right. as a whole. So for me, it was just finding uh, kind of the niche. Um, that we kind of liked. And as well, I would also would advise, don't be afraid to change it a little bit. So I think our approach that we took right when we first started out and the way that I approached the show and the way that we prepared for the show, much different than what it is today. And so we, we made a bit of a transition, I think, with the show. And I think people should be open to that. If it, as the show matures and you begin to get more comfortable in as a host in your style and come to understand what your style is and how people are responding, good or bad, you know, don't feel like you can't change it, that it's so hard and set that it, it has to be whatever it was when you first started out. Uh, just be fluid with it um, and uh, it'll be all right. I know when I first started my podcast or one of my podcasts way back in the day, I was told to do interview style, which I absolutely love to do. What was interesting is, is like you were talking about there, it got to a point where I was producing on such a fast schedule and I didn't have a guest lined up. So I just did a solo episode and I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about something that's important to me. So I just got behind the microphone and I shared it. What was interesting was that up until that point, this was like about 18 episodes into it. That episode there became my most downloaded episode. I was hmm. really surprised. I was still inviting guests to be a part of the show, but a lot of the feedback that I got from people was the fact that they loved the solo episode because that that's when they got to learn more about me. So here I am, a small business owner, just purely interviewing other people. But then when I got behind the microphone, it gave me a chance to share like my framework and my belief system and, and how I handle things. And so I have always kept that in the back of my head that I think for any podcaster, there's, there's a really good blend between creating solo episodes 
versus doing interview episodes as well. Yeah, that's really is. Uh... That's some good insight, Cliff. I, do you still do uh, a solo show uh, from time to time? or uh, I do. So just for the audience that's listening, we're actually recording this episode before um, I publish. So the format for this show is my plan is to do one solo episode talking about a topic and then another episode where I talk to entrepreneurs like yourself. Ah, and then release those episodes that way because part of this part of this podcast, my, I feel my mission is to help entrepreneurs avoid pod fade and really learn how to use this wonderful, wonderful tool to be able to grow their business. And and I'm very fortunate in the fact that we've got a lot of great guests coming from all different corners of entrepreneur land that are, are going to share their insights. And one of the reasons why I was really looking forward to my interview with you was that you're really using this. Like you said, you've got clients around the world, but you're really using this as a tool for your local community to be able to help them out, to give those local business owners a voice and a platform to be able to share their stories. And it's really helping you, like you said before, with regards to getting new clients, building new relationships. You meet somebody with a food truck and you're like, wow, this guy's interesting. I bet you he's got a good story. Boom. It turns into a wonderful episode for you yeah. to be able to share out. So. Yeah, I love that approach about uh, altering or, or doing some alternative kinds of things. We just recorded actually the second episode of this or style of this show, and I just called it the random show. But where I take <laughs> I take one of one of the guests that we've had on previously, and just bring them on and like, hey, we're just going to talk about whatever and not do any big research, not do anything. And I invite them to come onto the show. I'm like, Hey, you can ask me questions. We'll just talk and we'll just uh, let it flow and see where it goes. We did the first show earlier last summer and similar. It was a very well received, certainly in our top five. Nice. And so it made me, so it made me think, ah, I think we'll, we'll keep doing this. And so in my mind, I have this built, we'll do one of those shows once a quarter. So I said, we just released, or we just recorded our second of that a few weeks ago. And I think we're going to drop it here in a couple of weeks as well, but I don't know, but it's, you know, similar to exactly what you stated. It gives I think the audience had a chance to get to know me a little bit differently. And especially like the first guest that was on the random show had all kinds of questions. It was thrown at me. So it was, <laughs> it, was as much, it was as much just like him kind of like, Hey, what do you think about this? And so, but it was fun. Absolutely love it. So for our audience uh, that's listening, if anybody wants to, you know, follow you, check out your show, find you on social media, what's the best way for them to, to find you? So they can always go to our website, which is 38, that's 38digitalmarket.com. They can find us there and we've got a podcast page and everything there and all kinds of contact information. You can also go and check out our podcast and you can find that just about on every platform that's out there on um, in the universe, podcast universe. And podcast is called Running the Bases with Small Businesses. And we talk about small business ownership and entrepreneurship and tie in a little bit of baseball lore in there. We have a little section we call the seventh inning stretch kind of in the middle of the show. <laughs> I, I asked our guests then a little question about baseball that's relative to their niche or to their particular business. Like the show that just released today, we talked about 
food, right? So we had a little question about baseball food, stadium food, that kind of thing. So yeah, so it's fun. So they can find us there either on our website or any of the the platforms hosting the, the podcast. And for our audience, we are going to have all of those yummy links down in the show notes down below. Randy, it's been awesome having you on the podcast today. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Hey, man, it's been great. I love being a guest on podcasts, so it's a lot of fun for me, too. Hey, everyone, I want to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.